Welcome to the Loose Change Podcast. This week, we're going to discuss Jason Robertson and whether he is a legitimate heart candidate or not, talk about the rise of the Seattle Kraken, and introduce a new segment. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the hockey edition of the Loose Change Podcast. We got the full crew here today. Um, guys, I'll start with something point blank. Is Jason Robertson the MVP of the league right now? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. I guess the only competition is like maybe McDavid who doesn't score even strength points. So it has to be uh, Jason Robertson on the 18 game point streak, 21 goals, 34 points. He plays the Leafs at the time of this recording. So by the time this has come out, he's probably up to 40 points or something scoring five or six points against the Leafs. He's, he definitely looks like the MVP for the, his rocket odds at the start of the season was plus 4,000 all the way down to plus 250. It feels like he might be scoring 60 goals this year. Isn't that insane that we're in this like era where people are scoring 60 all the time? I didn't expect this to happen. Mm, I'm so happy we don't have to watch hockey in like the dead puck era. I'm, I remember growing up and be like, Matt Sandin has 75 points already this season with three games to go. This is so exciting. <laughs> fuck you guys one nothing games are the greatest games on earth i love okay. watching goalies now robertson's nasty he'll win like he's better than bum mcdavid he's better you know what's fun do you have the exact stats for like how many points he's got on the point streak right now yeah so the last 18 games he has 21 goals <laughs> and 34 points and so. then how many does marner have in his 19 game streak nine goals like, and 17 assists for 26 points yeah <laughs> robertson is not getting as much talk so robertson's like... almost averaging like 1. 1.85 <laughs> 1.9 yeah. points per game during this 18 game and you know Jesus. i've always said this it's the toronto media they're the worst all they do is focus. the media loves toronto you know i've always said this as a canucks fan that the media sucks um and they love toronto but no really like robertson's not getting the respect he deserves off this dude even in his first what i think we went over it last week 150 or whatever games like almost close to mcdavid or He's like nine points behind him in the same amount of games. Uh, he's nasty. Star wait, wait, what was that for the years. listeners? What was that reference? You can't just reference a group chat conversation that we had. No, we talked about it on the pod, did we not? About Jason Robertson's pace with McDavid throughout the first through part of his career. I'm not sure yeah, if we discussed that. First hundred. No. I'm pretty okay. sure I just put that graphic into the chat. Well. There's this, there's this <laughs> stat. I'm trying to bring it up, Kai, if you don't have it there. I don't know. It's like through their first 153 games or something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers. Kai's bringing it up right now because he's a great uh, podcast. I got co-host. it. It was 152 games played for Robertson. And he has 164 points in the same amount of games for McDavid. To start his career, he had 173. So and what's the breakdown on goals versus assists? Robertson has 80 goals and 84 assists. McDavid had 56 goals, 117 assists. Yeah, like kid, shoot, kid can shoot. Like, this is That's like fucking crazy. That's actually insane because McDavid is regarded as possibly the best player of all time and the best player in the league for sure right now. And we're looking at this Jason Robertson kid who's scoring more than he did younger. And at this point, he's already a top three, top five player in the NHL so far this season, certainly. It's Not insane younger. that he's Not- um that deal that they got for the stars. Like, he's already, what, $4 million underpaid? Yeah, he makes nine, I think, nine something. Now, his deal's only three, four years long, so that's going to bite the stars in the ass at the end. But with the cop's face, remember, they were crunched in the offseason. Like, they needed really to afford do that. to sign him long. They had to, unfortunately. But 
Uh, I think he's up at the same time. Ben and Sagan are be, will be up by then. So easy money to resign though. Well, not easy money, but they'll be able to take the, uh, you know, the raise there. And that's a player who it doesn't matter what the raise is. He says, I want this much. And you go, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's one of those you guys. Sure you don't want more. Yeah. He's the Matthews McDavid level at this point where it's just like, you put the number on the check. And we'll do what we have to do. Yeah. There's also the, uh, the Texas factor. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll get a Are you referring there? to the fact that they pay like negative mm-hmm. eighty million dollars in tax? Mm-hmm. It's unreal. The, uh... that much? It's that much. I think sources say. My oh. producer in my headphone right now is letting me know that I'm off <laughs> by about seventy five million. You know, the byproduct <laughs> there is the whole. You know, they've got no infrastructure, so you could all die at any given second if uh, anything happens there. But uh, no, here's <laughs> my question. Yeah, you remember Texas had that like it was like. Now five degrees and everybody almost froze to death because how many times do you have to tell you we're not an infrastructure podcast? We are a structure podcast. Anyhow, does Jason Robertson okay this tier right now that we just said that where he's in that Matthews tier? He's in the I want money and you go, okay, tier. Is that the tier that Jason Robertson's in? For for good, or is he riding an extremely hot streak? And he's is he gonna come down a little bit? Well, Braden, I think you're notorious for not believing in players despite like having them prove themselves year after year. You're not a big believer in the stars in general, like Rupe hints. You weren't a big believer in, for example. I'll ask That's... I'll flip I'll ask you the first question. Like, do you think Robertson's just riding a heater? Because I think it's clear that all of us believe that he's clearly a guy. Like it's just saying he's no a guy. Heater. I don't think he is a Matthews level guy. I think he is a Pasternak level guy. Okay. Well, Okay, so that's the conversation. You don't think he's top three, top five in the world, but he's like a clearly top ten, top fifteen. Yeah, like I, th- I think he'll that's go fine. down. And I would I be shocked, but like if he was a bit better than that, yeah. But do I think that this guy's the next coming of Alex Ovechkin? No. Do you think no. he's going to win the Rocket this year? Yes. Okay, well, but that's the, that's the thing, right? Like I think Bo Horvat's going to score forty goals this year. Is Bo Horvat a forty goal scorer? No. Players get hot and they ride hot streaks, right? Like. Players that are 30-goal scorers have big years where they have a 40-goal year. Look at Chris Kreider, right? 40-goal players can get big years where they score 50, 60 goals. So with Robertson, like, I I think he's around a 50-goal guy, right? 45-50 is what I'd expect from him. I don't think he's a 75-goal player like he is playing at right now. I think he'll hit 60 this year just with the start that he's had. Well, if he does, like, that'd be historic. Uh, Let me just give you the list of names that have won the rocket Richard. And this is the, if he puts himself on this list, he is on this list with these players. Austin Matthews won two years in a row. There's Ovechkin, Pasternak, Ovechkin, Ovechkin, Crosby, Ovechkin for another four years. Stamkos, Perry, Crosby, Stamkos, Ovechkin, Ovechkin. Like these, like only the best goal scorers in the league win the rocket. And it's, it's not for one sure. of those you get hot. Like if he wins the rocket this year, he's clearly in that level mm-hmm. for me. But then here's yeah. the two, right? We, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say the amount of times we talk about Pasternak, how great he is. How many times has David Pasternak scored 50 goals? Never. Yeah. He's never scored 50 goals. Injuries have played a big role in that. He's been on pace multiple times, but he's never hit 50. So, you know, I'm just bringing that up to show like it's hard to hit 50 goals mm-hmm. once, let alone consistently. Like, really, really here. Other than Alex Ovechkin, how many players have consistently hit 50 goals in the last decade? Uh, Matthews has a better goals per game than Ovechkin. Just saying. Uh, that was not my question. Who has consistently hit 50 goals over the last decade? Uh, Steven did... Stamkos. Hasn't he only hit it like twice? He had a 60-goal season, and then but he's dealt with injuries. He's played at pace, but that's the thing, right? It's hand-in-hand. Hand. 
you can play at the pace. Brock Bester's played at a 30 goal pace his entire career. He's never hit 30 goals. Steven Stamkos is going to finish his career as like a top 10 goal scorer in NHL history. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's my point, though, right? It's like the way we're talking about Robertson right now, it's hard to score 50 consistently. Totally. totally. And yeah. that's, I guess, more so my point is I think he's going to settle in as that 35, 45 yeah. consistent, but not the 50. And I mean, sure. that's not, that's not disrespectful at all. Like, He's not, you know, saying he's not a McDavid level, like he's not a generational talent. He's obviously an elite, elite player. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's a hot take or anything. It's just hard to find players across NHL history that are above a point per game in their first 150 games that don't turn out to be unbelievable oh. elite players their whole career. Without doubt, he's an elite player, but is he that franchise level player? Mm-hmm. I don't think he turns into it. I think mm-hmm. he stays at the elite, the extremely elite player. Yeah. And Braden, just to go back to Stamkos, because I thought that was an interesting comparison, you know, like over his career, which is almost at 950 games, he's averaging over like half a goal a game. I so remember he's averaging over 40 goals a season. Yeah. I bet that being said, he's only hit 50 twice. I agree. No. Yeah. And like, here's a fun one, Stu, you weren't there for this. Kai, I don't know if you remember, we were at Kai's house and, Third or second or third year university, we were having a discussion if Steven Stamkos is more playmaker or sniper. I went, oh, he's a sniper. I got a sniper. And Tyler, our co-host here, went, no, he's not. He's a playmaker. He has more assists than goals. And I went, Tyler, you're a moron. No way. And he went, and I went, what percentage of goals to out of his total points does he have to have for it to be for it to be a, a sniper? I don't remember what Tyler says. Sixty forty. He gave, yeah, Tyler gives some percentage like that. And we look it up. It's like if the goal, if the percentage has to be 60 40, Stan calls it like 59.8, and Tyler's like, it's under, it doesn't fucking count. But Tyler, you're not on Stamkos. Did you change your stance? Is he a sniper more than a playmaker, or what? What are we thinking? When did this conversation happen? Second or third year. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, in college, like, it's easier to, yeah, easier to get assists than goals. So, yeah, yeah. you gotta remember also in college, like, I just talk shit. I just talk out my ass all the time. (laughs) Like, I don't know anything. I was. Like you guys hear how stupid I am on this podcast now. Think about how bad that would have been five years ago. Nothing's changed in college. (laughs) That's kind of true. But transitioning from the Jason Robinson streak, he has been leading the Dallas Stars to, you know, the division lead and a very good playoff seating. They're clearly going to make the playoffs at this point. They're 14, 6, and 5. They have 33 points in those 25 games. You know who else has 33 points in 24 games? The Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken are second in the Pacific. They have three games in hand and are six points behind Vegas. So theoretically, they're still in it for the division. Is this a facade? I'll set this up because this is a discussion I kind of want to have. Are these guys actually good? I'm not sure because they have Martin Jones as their goaltender. Mm -hmm. They have Philip Grubauer as their backup. And they have a rookie center as a second line center. Are these guys actually going to make the playoffs? Are they good? Kai, you tell me. You watch the Pacific more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the Pacific Division's wide open, right? We're going to keep talking about how Edmonton, Calgary, we're still waiting on them to really show up. It's there for the taking. And sure, the goaltending is not what you want. The defense is suspect. The penalty kill is awful. But hell, they're scoring almost four goals a game. And it doesn't really matter if they have a rookie second line center. He's the real deal. And he's a great player. Um, I think the Kraken are definitely going to be a team to watch going down the stretch. 
don't think that they're a lock by any means to make the playoffs. But I think that they'll be kicking around and someone's really going to have to step up the game to knock them out of that spot. So I think the answer to that is more so are the other teams in the Pacific going to reach their potential before the Kraken eventually fall off? I think they're going to fall a little bit, but I think Kai kind of hit it on the head. It's going to be more that a team takes it from them more than they lose it in a weird way. Like, if that makes any sense, like, I think they'll probably keep up a slightly worse pace than what they're doing now, but it's just on the Calgary or Edmonton to actually come into the division and actually take that spot from them. You don't see Seattle posting like a two, seven and one over the next 10 games. That won't happen. I can't, I can't trust Martin Jones. He went on like an eight game heater where he was unbelievable. And in the last two games, hasn't he been like total dog shit? He has like what we expect from Martin on the Jones. season and he's 12, four and two. Like, I don't know what's going on. They're scoring a but, lot, I guess. I'll like, tell you that's, what it is. What is it? Yeah. Look at their 5v5 numbers, their even strength numbers. Is that what it is? Because their PK, to Kai's point, is bottom three in the league? They are controlling. I think they're top three or top five in the league on five on five, but controlling play. Like they're controlling play. They're dominating possession. Five on five is where majority of the game is played at. Sure. And their first line center is Wenberg Braden. Like that's pretty impressive that these guys are controlling play that well. But they're so pretty hot. eh? Like that's a good looking dude. But I guess so. But does that really matter when you're talking about on the ice? I know he is an attractive man, but it would inspire me to play better if I saw that guy digging for pucks in the corner. But um, <laughs> I don't. He he might be listed as the first line. I'd have to go look at the ice time. But like, is he like getting into? You know, we wanted to talk about Matty Beniers there, the rookie uh, second line center. But like, Beniers just put up the numbers, man. That guy's legit. Ever since he got drafted, that guy was credited as being okay. This is a guy who's nineteen. You know, I remember going to the draft. He's he's eighteen. He's nineteen. How old he was? But this guy is mature, right? Like this guy acts like a vet. This guy doesn't act like a kid. And you're right. seeing it the way he carries himself in Seattle. You're seeing the way he's leading that team. Like he's going to get the C. That's a future captain. He's third in ice time for forwards on the Kraken. Wenberg with 19 and a half minutes a night. And then 17 minutes for Burakovsky, 17 for Beniers. Benier? Bernier. Beniers. Beniers. <laughs> Matty Beniers. But yeah, no, like. Okay, so I guess he's still not getting first minute ice time. Maybe they're giving him the offensive zone, uh, you know, deployment there to really just try and shelter the minutes. I think Wenberg gets a lot of PK t- cut time though for Seattle. Well, there I we think. are, right? Maybe that's why it's I not think great, that's like, where some of that time comes from. Veneers is strong defensively too, man. Like that's a really strong player. And part of what I buy into is, do you remember at the end of the expansion draft, all those analytic models came out, and they were all like, "Kraken built a really good team. These guys are really good analytically," and we all went. Nah, they're not that good. And then they weren't that good, even though all the analytics were like, they're going to be good. Maybe this is what we're seeing here, right? They're bouncing back. And I mean, fuck, they're doing it without Shane Wright, who's tearing it up right now in the A. Well, yeah, they just it, called him back up, I think. Well, that's they, the interesting thing. Yeah, because yeah, they, they just called him Four up. goals and no, five goals, I think. Four goals in three games or five goals in four oh, games, something like that. With the, the call a. up, remember, he was only sent down on a conditioning set because of the CHL NHL agreement. He's not allowed to play in the AHL permanently. He can only go on conditioning stints mm-hmm. loans. Um, otherwise, he'd have to be sent back to Kingston. Now, if they're not going to play him, they should send him back. He needs well, to they, play. They can't play him on the fourth line. That's what they were doing for a little while. Yeah, it's done. he's good enough. Play him. I don't put him on Benier's wing. Is he uh, good enough? Like, I'll be honest with you. I, I watched one game and he didn't get a lot of ice time, but. Like the one turnover that he made was a rookie mistake. And I don't think he has been playing a Mason in the NHL. And it was important to send him down to the A 
for him to get a little bit of confidence saying, hey, man, yeah. you still are that guy because he wasn't that guy in the NHL so far. He hasn't been. But what's important totally. is like, let's look at the Leafs for an example, right, with development because development's important. And we can, you know, we'll look at the Leafs and then I kind of want to bring the connection just as an example. Yay, Leafs talk. The Leafs, right, they famously, they kept guys out of the NHL who were ready for the NHL when they were rebuilding, right? Marner. That guy spent a year in uh, in the Marlies, didn't he? No, he spent a year in the O. But Nylander spent so many years in the A. Same with Kadri. And the oh, reason yeah, was because yeah. they were playing top six minutes in that league. So they were able to come up to the NHL and play top six minutes in that league. It's important that you get that consistently because it's play style. It's managing minutes. Manage- no one ever thinks about managing minutes. It's a lot harder to play 22 minutes than it is to play nine. Right? And to keep that performance up across that timeline. Then you look at the Canucks, right? They don't keep guys in the A. They bring them in automatically. You guys look at, you know, fuck, Nils Hoaglander. That guy started playing top six. Now this year they throw him in the bottom and he hasn't been playing well there. And now we're going, well, what is he? They're creating a t- tweener. My point being is that if they're not going to play and they've done it with Pod Colson, which is the right thing that to do with the Canucks, okay, but... it's to send him down. So my point was right is that if you're going to play him in the A, you know, or wherever he goes, he has to play those top six minutes. You can't play him at top six in the C top six in the A, bring him up to the NHL and only play him at nine minutes. Yeah, he, his average ice develop. time in seven games is eight minutes. Yeah. Right. What's like, that doing for him? Send them down to the C. Like, sure, it's shitty for him for, like, paycheck, but if you're not going to play him something down, really, play him. He's good enough. Give him the ice time. It's hard to get your shit going when you're only playing nine minutes game. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they have the forward depth to do it, clearly. Like, that, he's playing with Bjorkstrand and Gord. If you look at their uh, practice warmups, that's some pretty good third line players to play with. Like you have some offensive threats. Bjorkstrand was a top six player in Columbus. Like you can totally have a top six play style even on that third line. I think there's opportunity here with Wright, and it's 25 games into his first season. Let's just chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. The yeah, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Right, the perception around first overall picks has been too warped recently, just because players have been so good coming in. It used to take first overall picks a year or two to come in, right? Like, it's not the end of the world if your guy doesn't come in right away playing first line Sidney Crosby level. I don't think Slavkovsky should be in the NHL right now. I think he should be in the minors. So I think it's time to introduce our newest segment of the show. It's going to be a segment we do every single week. It's our loose change loser of the week. Woo! More like boo. More like boo. Am I right? Yeah. So this is where we talk about the shittiest players in the NHL or players that we dislike the most. Um, In past years, you'd be seeing this least fan feature Brad Marchand in the segment quite often. Um, There's been years where Tom Wilson would be the talk of the town quite often. Mm -hmm. But for me, right now, this week, I say my loose change and our loose change loser of the week should be Jordan Bennington. What a loser. Yeah. No dispute there. Yeah. Unanimous pick there. Unless, Braden, you got someone else. I hate Jordan Bennington. I want an NHL team to sign me to a one-day contract, just like you know, like they do with Burroughs or like they did, you know, when the player like retires. Oh, we're going to sign him one day to bring him back, have him retire. No, I want a one-day contract so I can run his knees, take him out of the league for good, and then I'll be out of the league for good, but I've done my job. <laughs> I'll go down as a hero. I mean, to be fair, he's going at other people's knees. He's clotheslining Zucker the other week. He tried to hit Jordan Stahl, who is a mammoth of a man, and Mm -hmm. 
good for Jordan Stahl for not like literally ch- tearing his chest open and eating his heart out. Mm-hmm. Why is Dude. Jordan Bennington going after Jordan Stahl of all people? It, my favorite part with that hit, it looked like there was no effort on Stahl's part either to completely blow him no. up either, right? Like, it, it didn't even look like a guy standing his ground and, like, getting set for it. Like, it just kind of looked like he bounced off him and didn't affect Stahl. But, like, I want to talk about the soccer hit. That's suspension-worthy as far as I'm concerned. That's a dangerous fucking play. I completely agree. Like, that deserves a game or two. He's kind of a little bitch. And the thing is, you're a goalie, so no one can go after you. So he has this, like mega armor on where he has he gets to do this and his teammates have to fight for him if you're a teammate of this guy kai are you not just fucking sick of it like i'm not standing up for this guy any longer you've got to be sick of it i mean we talk talk about it as being the loser for me it, it there's three factors into that on ice play attitude and just who you are as a person loser 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 yeah and it's like each one of those uh, factors, it's like it's a bigger loser after each other. Remember when Terrible you guy, if you have a yeah. period, it's a loser domino. A yeah. Just domino like loser loser. loser tweets from five years ago. Terrible political views. Not that we're a political <laughs> podcast, but <laughs> terrible political, political podcast. Um, we are a Semitic podcast. How many times is he going to just do cringeworthy stuff on the ice? And, like, he brings hatred toward the team. Like, how can you be a St. Louis Blues fan and have, like, a Bennington jersey? That's the thing. In 2019, won you a Cup. But in 2019, that's what I'm referring to. We all kind of were cheering for this underdog team that was oh, in last was awesome. place in January. He was brought up from the EASHL, wasn't he? Like, at some point, this guy was playing in the EASHL. And now the EASHL? The Easterdal. <laughs> and he was leading this last place team, the Stanley Cup. And he had attitude. It was kind of cool. I like that yeah, goalie with a little bit of attitude. And then he just went way too far. And that's the thing. You're losing now. Don't do it when you're losing so much. Mm-hmm. Did he go too far and people just never saw it? Or was it the St. Louis Blues against the Boston Bruins with Brad Marchand? I think it was a storybook run since they were in last place and they came back. Yeah, but I, I, my point, I guess, is like, it's Brad Marchand, right? Like no one. It helps that they the face the Bruins. the Bruins. That's yeah, a good for, point. Yeah, in the right? Stanley like, Cup, you're right. Everyone cheered for the Blues ex- outside of Boston. Well, before we get off Bennington, can I like just on the Zucker clothesline? I want to complain about how shit the NHL is. Fucking surprise, surprise! But he clotheslines <laughs> Zucker on the play. Like just Zucker's going behind the net. He sticks his gloves out and clotheslined him, and then the, no ref saw it. But they all got together. They called Biddington for four minutes for high sticking, which they can go review, which is why they called it like that. Go to review it. He didn't get high sticked. So instead of actually being able to call a penalty, that was clearly a penalty because you reviewed it. But because you called it four minutes for high sticking, they just had to give no penalty because it because wasn't they ruled it the wrong penalty because they're re- yeah. like only reviewing for high sticking. Therefore, yeah. no penalty, even though How they clearly fucking saw that. dumb is that? Well, that's the NHL, Stu, and, uh, you know, uh, Gary Bettman and the rest of the surprise. league said, yeah, you're never surprise. wrong, you're always right, so uh, you're wrong. You're actually wrong. Fuck you. And how about the coaches' comments? That's something that was really telling, is this team is fed up, and the coach is especially fed up. We get it, the attitude, yeah, it's Bennington as a person. You're going to have to deal with that as the player, because he that's who he is as a person. Well, what's the coach's comment? Let's start with but, that. It's got to stop. 
it doesn't help anything. Just play goal, stop the puck, is essentially what he said. Yeah. He had a one-on-one meeting afterwards. I mean, this guy is uh, a little shit, and I don't know. Does he get it together? Do you guys see them doing it next week, or is he going to settle down? Is he going to be our loser of the week next week as well? He's a loser. He's a baby. He's going to act like a baby, so he's going to be a toddler. He's going to remember his lesson for a week. And then he's going to forget and he's going to start fucking doing it again because he made one nice save and he thinks he's hot shit. Dude, if the guy who's played 1,054 NHL games and has 3,149 penalty minutes tells you to stop the, blues. the coach, the blues tells you to stop fucking pulling that shit, stop pulling that shit. But he won't. He thinks he's hot shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, we said, you know, there's that famous story about Bennington telling Brodeur, fuck you, I'm not getting sent down because he hated Brodeur for taking his roster spot on the blues. Like that's the kind of guy he is. Is fuck you. No, I want to do it. I I do what I want, no matter what. Mm-hmm. People love that story. I'd be pissed off if I heard that story. But fuck you. Yeah, I mean, thing with Bennington is it might take a week. I think you're 100 percent right. But if you're playing against the Blues, um, sorry, just one sec. If you play against the Blues, then you're like, all I gotta do is kind of irritate this goalie, and his game's gonna get completely thrown off, and he's not gonna take a team first mentality. Like, it's going to yep. be a little baby. Oh, dude, and if I was a player on the team, yeah, I'd spit on him. I'd do shit like that, like, 100% <laughs> so fast. <laughs> well, you you can't well, spit on him would because then you're the one that's going to get kicked out. Like, all you got to do is, like, skate two inches inside the crease, and then Bennington's going to throw a hissy fit. That or, like, there's some other plays I do. We'll get into it later on with what I would do. A little preview for you. But Jesus. Yeah, no, uh, fuck, fuck that dude. He'll he'll forget about it in a week, and he'll and then he'll be back to it, and then they'll have to remind him. And then I don't know. Do you see him as a blue for the rest of his career? Is well, he going to be at the NHL the for the rest backup. of his contract? <laughs> like, I I do. Like, I don't think anyone else wants him just because of what a dick he seems, and like he hasn't been that good. Like, I can't see him being anything else but a blue. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with goaltenders; they are voodoo. Like, what if this guy just? plays as an 870 goalie rest of his career he won't be in the league much longer if no. he turns around and plays well he will be like it's just a matter of that i guess but yeah dude matt murray right like fuck the guys want to copy absolutely another team would take a chance on him and just see if they could turn him around but you know what we previewed another hit there i think that's enough on bennington we did preview mr jacob truba yeah some Tyler. people think he's a loser of the week i don't think he is necessarily he totally has had some Potential. bad hits but mm-hmm. Lately, he's been in the news in the NHL because of a few hits he's had recently on a few different guys. Um, one of was Anthony Siu recently. He hit him in open ice. And here's the thing with Truba. He has some bad hits, but he also has a lot of good hits. And these hits are used to be in the league all the time. When I was growing up, when I was nine years old, these hits were every single night. Every Hawkeye in Canada had one of these hits, at least. They're not in the league anymore. Is it Truba's fault is it on him to change how he plays or is his play style just different and special at this point in the league does he have to stop being as ferocious of a hitter as he is Braden, do you think he's a dirty player i think he's a dirty player but that hit in particular wasn't a dirty hit like that's like the he didn't catch the guy up high like it was a clean check hits him with the shoulder hits him in the chest like that's not a clean dirty hit like i'm sorry there's big hits and the NHL's become, I hate being like such old man yells at the sky. The NHL's soft. It's a little soft now in terms of just anytime there's a big hit, you see gloves get dropped in halftime. There's like a whistle blown and there's a call. 
Dude, just because it's a big hit does not mean it's penalty. There was Luke Shen on your Slavkovsky the other night. Dude, huge hit. Completely deleted him. Penalty. Yeah. Should not have been a penalty. It was a clean along the boards. Truba? Yeah, the guy's got a reputation for throwing the elbow high. We saw it in the playoffs last year, too. I can't remember who it was against. But in video replay, it was like, clearly he's sticking up the elbow uh, and Stuart lunging at him. It sounds like it yeah. was a penguin. Yeah, like it was that was egregious and he missed but it was just like that's obvious like the guy likes to target the head with the elbow without a doubt he throws but, the chicken leg out yeah but this hit was clean and you know so alex uh, applesauce me, yeah let me point out know, the hit that the, uh, alex applesauce totally yeah. had his head down Braden. like <laughs> head he was... down and like well the statement he goes he goes you know when you have this what did he say something along the lines of when you have a reputation like that like that's what you're known for doing and you always do it for sure but it doesn't mean every single one is automatically dirty, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Does it warrant, mm-hmm. like, maybe a bit more of an in-depth look because of it? Yeah, but, like, it's still hockey, and hits are still going to happen. Do I also agree with, uh, you know, whatever his friggin' name is there? I can't say it, so I'm not going to try and butcher it there. Anthony Seal. Yeah, 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 that guy. You know, <laughs> he says, like, you know, when you're making $8 million and you're playing as shitty as he is, you got to resort to, like, playing dirty, I guess, and, like, He's bright, and that Truba's been stinky this year, dude. Like, first full year as captain of the Rangers, he's not putting up points. He's getting caved in on his own end. For sure, that guy's getting frustrated. He's trying to blow some players up to just, you know, leverage it out in other ways. I don't think the hit was dirty. I'll point out that after Truba fought recently, the Rangers have been playing bad. Truba fought to kind of get the boys pumped up. The bench didn't give him the energy he wanted, and he was yelling at the bench, like, come on, guys, let's get some fucking energy going. What the fuck? Because he's battling through an injury right now. It's been reported, and he's still fighting, laying all these hits, and the Rangers aren't playing well enough. Yes, Truba's not been playing great, but I respect I, I, that. I, I, I love that. respect that, right? I love that, and that's what I want my captain mm. to be doing. And yeah, these they should be calling are, the team out. Exactly, and these big hits, I think, are a part of, like, Hey, let's have some fucking attitude with the New York Rangers. Let's play like it. I don't know. I, I'm kind of team Truba. Obviously, he's had some bad hits, but I just I can't stand that we're making this league so ticky tacky and soft. This isn't a soft sport. This is a really, really tough sport. And I saw we tweet, shouldn't take it away. I saw a tweet after Darlene laid that huge hit on Nieto a couple of nights ago where it said that the league has gotten to the point where it's like, it is kind of soft where no one like in the offensive zone expects to get hit anymore. So right. if defensemen can just pay attention to that, they can just start hammering guys and guys are going to have to figure it out. And like Darlene's if Darlene, guy that can hit. Like, yeah, and if Darlene figures player. that out, Darlene is going to be like a top five defenseman in the league for like, if he not already time. is, if yeah. yeah, if not already, like, and how about like this? Hey, Truba's on the ice. Hey, Darlene's on the ice. Let's, let's Keep know that. Up. Let's keep yeah. that in our heads when we're playing hockey, because this is a sport where body checking is allowed. No other sport besides like football, but like tackling is a lot different. Allows you just to like go at a guy and destroy him with your shoulder. And this say what you fun. want, right? About Ryan Reeves. The man's sport. You keep your head up on the ice when Ryan Reeves is on the ice. You know when I'm he's saying. out there. He you should, should get... and you want him on the ice because like you're going to dominate the guy as far as puck possession goes, but like you keep your head up. Legitimately, whenever I watch like Pittsburgh play Ryan Reeves, no matter what team he's on, I get nervous when he goes on the ice because he's gonna slam a defenseman like on a, off a dump in, and I'm just scared someone's gonna get hurt. Like because yeah, it's mean, a clean hit, but because Ryan Reeves will throw his weight around and he does it clean most yeah. of the time. That's what I the mean, NHL I, is. How much does Luke Shen change the Canucks from that perspective? 
yeah, definitely provided some good like veteran leadership on a team that definitely needs it. Like you could argue, like I don't yeah. know, he's probably the only guy where you're like, oh, bring back the 32 year old on a team that sucks. <laughs> he's only 32, eh? Luke Shen, what career he's at? Because he's been playing in the NHL since he was 19 years old. Yeah. Hey, we're talking about hits. And body yeah. contact and physicality. Yeah, I mean, we were also talking about like <laughs> attitude and stuff, though. Oh yeah, know. true, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all, I mean... it all kind of plays into it, and I mean, not to make it about the Canucks, but that's obviously something that's missing. Yeah, and I, I mean, hits are a part of the game. To wrap up the Truba thing, going forward, keep your head up, kid. Totally. Let's talk about the Metro Division. Um, this is quite the division race. Not so long ago, I was looking at a Bayon app and I'm killing myself right now. I'm not killing myself. Um, that's a bad taste. Cut that. I'm really upset that I didn't bet on the Devils to win the division at plus a thousand because that was an actual bet at some point early in the season. The Devils are destroying the entire league, they only have four losses still at the time of this recording. They're 24 and one, so they have one overtime loss, four regulation losses. 11 and 1 on the road, 9 3 and 1 at home. This Devils team is so legit. It's insane compared to how bad they were last year. Is this Devils team going to win the division or is Carolina the the what's the, the prodigy child that everyone deemed the Stanley Cup winner for this year, the President's Trophy favorite? Are they going to crawl back into the race down 8 points 25 games into the season? Is it the Devils to lose it, Kai? You think Carolina has a chance at all? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Carolina does have a chance. You know, they're they're on a four-game winning streak at the time of this recording. They're starting to show that they're getting their mojo back a little bit. Um, some of their younger guys have stepped up to the plate big time thus far. Um, and New Jersey, I mean, it is definitely theirs to lose just with how uh, hot of a start they got off to. Um, but I don't think you can count out Carolina. They they were the consensus pick coming into the season for a reason. Yeah. Carolina needs more depth scoring. Seth Jarvis has not been as good as I thought. Yeah, exactly. Is that what it is, too? Is it the top well, guys are doing yeah, their way? So, so Carolina's points go, Nikas has 28, Ajo has 26, and Sveshnikov has 25, and then Burns, who's been pretty good for them, has 18. The next highest point forward is Jordan Martinhook at 13. Like Okay. Whereas you look at like the Devils, they have like Mercer, Tatar, Sharon Govich, Miles Wood. All those guys in the middle six have been really pulling their weight. Sounds like uh, the Canes need Bo Horvat, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> he's going to the odds, man. Or Brock Besser. Avalanche. Or JT Miller. ready soon enough. So true. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fe- uh, February is what they're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. It'll be, you know, February. It'll be so, interesting to see what he's got back left in the tank. I mean, I know he was he was a good player last year, but older older guy coming off a serious injury, I don't think you can pencil him into like your top line. Yeah, but simultaneously, you know, in a weird in a weird odd way, it does mean he got time off to like just rest and recuperate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it'll depend on his line mates. Sorry to cut you off there, Tyler, mm-hmm. but it depends on who he'll play with. I think for Pacioretty, I don't think he'll be able to drive a line. Right. No. Yeah, you play him with Adamo though, and he's gonna finish. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. And th- what I was gonna bring up is the Devils is what I want to kind of get back to because 
it's the Devils and New Jersey. The Islanders could, I guess, compete. The Penguins too, but I'm not even going to put them in the conversation right now. The Metro race to me is the Hurricanes versus the Devils. That being said, the Devils are 24 and one their next in their first 25 games. Their next 25 games, do you guys see them pulling it back a little? I I predict them getting closer to like a 30 point pace in the next 25 games, not this 41 point pace that they're on. I could easily see them going like. 12 7 and 1 but they've got to slow down at some point and the thing is i don't think carolina will be slowing down i think they're going to remain at this pace yeah i, I think carolina's just kind of finding a groove i think it'll be a dog fight towards the end where new jersey has the really healthy lead right now um and i think carolina will just be slowly chipping away as time goes on i'm buying yeah. the devils man they I, I think they're they're them this is them man I think I'm with Braden on this too. I think the Devils have the division. Like I'm, I'd feel pretty confident in it right now, especially with Carolina's goalie injuries. Yeah, that's the thing. The one thing is Carolina has had some goalie injuries, and they're still fourteen six and five. If you wanted to make some money betting on a really good team coming back, maybe the Devils regressing. I'm gonna do it right now. Cue the music. Didn't need that. (laughs) The best stamp bet of the week for me is the Hurricanes to win the division. In season, it's still a possibility. I know this Devils team is a wagon. They're 41 points in 25 games. Hurricanes, 33 points in 25 games. I see the Hurricanes figuring it out. Best bet on bet stamp. You can find it at plus 350. Other books have it like plus 230. Lots of value, I think, at plus 350 betting on the Hurricanes. Disagreed? No? Good. Go bet it. All right, Braden. Explain to me why the Wild are going to beat the Flames then if you think it's the best bet of the night. Markstrom is stinky. That's pretty much all you need to know. And the Wild are actually <laughs> kind of back. The Wild are back, man. They've been playing nice. They're back in a playoff spot. I was looking actually the other day, like Matt Boldy's coming back on hot. That kid's so fucking good. Marco Rossi got sent down. But the rest of the team, oh, fuck, they're looking nice. Flurry's kind of back into his groove there with them. Kaprizov's uh, yeah. being Kaprizov. Like, I like the Wild. I like the way they built their team. Um, Use bet stamp to find the best odds for your bet in that game. Moving on to our next segment, 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 segment. What's our next segment, 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 Braden? It's Braden's Talking Corner. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna sing. Maybe even do a little wing-a-ding. Ask your old girl what my wing-a-ding looks like. It's in her DMs, uh, consensually. So, yeah, no, it's uh, my <laughs> little corner where I get to talk about what I get to talk about. And here's the thing. You can't cancel about. us because that was off the dome. You know, that's and a freestyle. That and was it was artistic. consensual. It was yeah, he said it was consensual. Off the dome. Your girl's off my dome. Anyways. Um, <laughs> consensually. Consensually, of course. Consensually Is that speaking. the name of the podcast episode? Consensually? No. Anyways, what well, we're going to talk about this. Ooh, I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Of course, I got to give me my weekly update a little here on hockey. I got to tell you about this unreal play. Give you your two minute time. I got to tell you about this unreal play. Okay. It's like your boys on four. Like, we got to win, right? Like, tied last week. So your boys in. Like, I'm digging in the corners. I'm playing nice. I'm not assaulting the goalie this game. So, uh, one of our teammates, get this. Speaking of shit calls, it's like we had an NHL ref. 
our a player on our team has a breakaway. He gets pushed into the goalie by the defenseman on the other team. By the goalie's defenseman. Right. Our boy gets called for uh, interference. Well, he can't get pushed into the goalie. He knows that. Well, apparently not. I was like, that's bullshit. I asked the ref. And the ref was like, yeah, dude. I, I had to, He was like, go ask the other ref. I'm not the one that made the call. So I'm like, okay, so you don't appreciate it. You don't like it either. So then later on, I'm like, okay, so you're not allowed to touch the goalie. I come in on a two-on-one. I don't have the puck, right? I'm like looking like a nice little nasty shooting threat. Puck comes over and it's in this weird spot where it's too far ahead of me that I can't reach it. But like, you know, I can't reach for it. I'm like, oh. do you remember that play a couple of years back where Crosby like slid to like dive and like just barely tap it and deflect it into that? I've got images of that going through my head. I'm like, oh, I'm going to slide. I'm going to get the stick down. I'm going to make perfect contact. It's going to deflect over the goalie and I'm going to look like an all-star. Okay. So I go down. And the puck, sure enough, it hits my blade. And I watch it deflect. Deflect. And it's in the air. It's going. And then it hits the goalie's pad and he saves it. And then the next thing I saw was just green because I crashed into the goalie full fucking speed. No call on the play. Then your boy got the game winner maybe 10 seconds after. Did the goalie lose it? Absolutely. But did we win it? Yeah, the game. Um, so what time, are your, what, what time is your beer league going down? Is it like late? Like you have to go um, with like the 10 p.m. time slot? You know what's nice? You know what's nice? 6.45 to 8.45. The latest game is 8.45. That's a pretty a good time slot. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a good league for that. One of my buddies, shout out Jake. He does a 10 p.m. time slot on a Monday. Fuck that. I used to play him when it was like 11, 12 o'clock on Sunday nights. Tabernacle is all I got to say there. Um, not fun. But uh, yeah, that was that's our weekly hockey update. We won. We're back in the dub division there. So, you know, hopefully we're going to keep that going. Other than that, honestly, it's been a quiet week. People haven't been pissing. You know, you know what has been pissing me off? Be driving. People have to learn to drive better. Oh, that's so unique and original to take. No one thinks that people are bad drivers. Let's hear your no, take on why people, people need to get people, I get, you know, I've realized recently, dude, I get bad road rage. I don't know if that surprises you at all, but like, no. I lose, <laughs> uh, I just scream. All listeners on this podcast are going, what? No, like, Rated? really, I think I'm a pretty even keeled guy. Like, I do. I do think I'm even keeled, and I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, really to get me going. I don't think sustained to get me going but i lose it like i actually like my blood pressure goes up a lot i look like stew when somebody mentions a true bell though like i get pissed dude but no driving's been bad recently but like i don't know how you get bad there's not even snow yet it's december all right all right your complaints have gone on long enough stewart end the podcast with a joke what wait i don't have a joke i forgot to do my homework I'm so sorry. Uh, instead, everyone go buy a Pittsburgh Penguins reverse retro jersey. They're the sexiest jerseys in the league. You know, I really season. like escalators. No. Why do you like escalators? Because, like, even when they break, they're just stairs. Is that a joke or is that just like an interesting that's point? Not a, that's not even interesting. Is it? No, I, yeah, I, I guess know. not. I, 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 it's I, a comment, certainly. More of a comment, really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stewart's got a joke, it sounds like. No, no, I don't. Oh, I just like where to okay. comment. Was, oh. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Shout out the edit button. Um, thanks for listening to the Loose Change podcast, everybody.